0: Well, good morning. Um, before I uh, preach, I have a few things to say. First, uh, thank you, Adam. Kind of a one-man band here I picked up on, but uh, very, very well done. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I was blessed. Dr. Still, thank you for uh, you know, being my friend above all else. Uh, just so grateful for that. I've been in this position almost 11 years, and some of my best hours have been spent in dr still's office just talking grateful for it and uh, uh, after i retire i may even show back up every now and then i'll not wear you out but every now and then uh I, i i will miss those conversations and i'm grateful for it and uh thank you truett seminary for being our texas baptist seminary. Uh, We don't take that lightly. We are very grateful for it. We're very grateful for you and our intent and our pledge is to continue uh, supporting and advancing the work of this seminary for months, years, and decades to come. And thank you for producing uh, young women and young men and to serve in our texas baptist churches and far beyond Uh, they are making a difference and we are grateful now um yesterday i got a text message from the dean of truett seminary asking for my uh, sermon title and my text so i texted back and said well i have three Uh, I have three titles, I have three texts, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I finally did decide. You'll be disappointed to know I decided to do all of them. (laughs) But you'll also be pleased to know that brevity is one of my spiritual gifts. So I won't take long. Back when I was a pastor, and I was a pastor for almost 25 years before I took this position, I love being a pastor. Uh, you know, there were, if you've been a pastor, if you've been a leader in the church, even if you just had a chance to speak to a group of people before, you've probably had someone come up to you and say something like, After you have planned and prepared and preached, Someone come up and say, oh, Pastor, that was, a, that was a nice little talk. <laughs> so my confession to you today is I don't think I have a sermon. I think what I really have is uh, a little talk. So this is kind of my parting uh, little talk to you all who are training people for ministry and you all who are being trained for ministry i was called to uh, i was called to ministry when i was 10 years old so uh, people ask if i knew what i was doing the answer is yes and no yeah i knew god was calling me to ministry i didn't know exactly what that would be Uh, and it has changed over the years Uh, i was a pastor And then I was the director of missions, and then I was here at Truett Seminary as the director of development, which was a beautiful ministry that I'd never anticipated coming my way. And then now for almost 11 years uh, with the Baptist General Convention of Texas in this role as executive director, which I never had any expectations for or aspirations for. However, I like to think that maybe along the way and In all of these years in ministry, I started pastoring when I was 24, and I tell people it wasn't that I didn't know anything then, I didn't even suspect anything. Uh, But I like to think maybe I have picked up on a few things, and I'm going to try to share those with you uh, this morning in the form of a little talk. And it kind of has to do with what uh, Paul was saying to Timothy. How do you conduct yourself in the household of faith for the benefit of the church? Uh, so I'm no Paul, and I'm not trying to take on that role in any shape, fashion, or form. So don't, don't read too much into that. But there are some things I think I've learned, and there are some things I think might be of a help. You don't have to agree with any of this. I think there will be somewhere along the way here, there will be something that resonates with everybody. Uh, maybe not everything, but this is my last time, so I'm going to say it all anyway. Uh, in, in a sweet way, I intend to say everything in a sweet way. But I'm going to come at it from three different perspectives, practically, professionally, and personally. So that's where I'm coming from today. In my little talk about uh, from someone who's been in ministry a while, I look around. I think maybe I... there's uh, I almost, not. I, I'm not, I'm almost the oldest person here, I, and I'm not going to call any names, but I know, so I know I'm not, uh, uh, but, but almost, so, uh, but in uh, 42 years of ministry, you pick up a few things, and even particularly in the last two to three years, uh, things have heightened a little bit, and In the midst of all of that, hear me first from a practical ministry side of things. If you are going into ministry now, practically speaking, you will have one great challenge today in 2022 and beyond. I've shared this with our staff a while back, and I shared it a little bit with our executive board uh, a few months ago. But just my observation, the biggest challenge facing anyone in ministry going forward, it's kind of summed up in the words of the psalmist in Psalm 106, verse 34 and verse 35, but 35 in particular where he says, thinking back to the Israelites and how they managed their move into the promised land, which I always try to remind people that was more than a promised land, that was a promised life. But he, he says, you did one thing by mingling with the nations, but you did something completely different when you adopted their ways and you adopted their customs. So if you look back into the Old Testament, you read through it, um, and I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not going to push myself off as a Bible scholar. Uh, this seminary is full of Bible scholars. I know some of them, and so though I know I'm not one. Uh, but I am a Bible reader. But you know, Joshua says the same thing That's the psalmist said about adopting the ways of the nations. Same caution, so does Jeremiah, so does Samuel, so does Ezekiel. It's one thing to mingle, to interact with and engage with, but it's a whole other thing to take on as your own, to adopt the ways of the world and going forward as I see it, and by the way, I have been in um, over 700 churches in the last almost 11 years. I like to think if I've got a sense of what's happening in the church and what pastors and church leaders are struggling with, I like to think I have some sense of what that is. And what they're struggling with right now is the practical foundational level of engaging the nations but not adopting their ways. So let me say that in another way. What I see happening out there right now is a lot of people in leadership in the church in what they think is an attempt to be gracious fail to stand firm on biblical convictions. To say it another way, uh, others in an attempt to stand firm on biblical convictions lose all sight of what it means to be gracious. To say like Jesus said it, there are a lot of people who in an attempt to be loving fail to speak the truth. Others, though, trying to speak the truth can't spell the word love. Neither one of those is the place to be in ministry in 2022 and beyond. The place to be is where Jesus said for us to be, is to speak the truth but to do it in love. Stand firm on your convictions, but to do so completely clothed with the grace of Christ. Practically speaking, I think that's the biggest challenge facing the church going forward. And pastors, church leaders, whatever you may be out there in the local church, uh, there's a way to do that, to mingle but not adopt. The way I say it is be careful out there because the struggle is real if i had a title for my little talk today that would be it the struggle is real because the tug of the world is strong and it is real and we're being tugged way over here and we're being tugged way over there and now we have other brothers and sisters in in the faith pushing us over here and pushing us over there and the 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 challenge is to stand firm to speak the truth but to do so with the grace and love that Jesus called us to command so my first thought in my little talk is practically speaking Be careful to mingle, but don't adopt the ways of the nations. Secondly, I'll come at this from a professional level, and I know sometimes people we cringe in church and ministry when we think of us as being professionals. But just go with it today, and you can gripe and come. Don't send me any emails about it. Uh, (laughs) if you do i'll write something nice and gracious back but i won't mean it so uh, (laughs) so just don't don't do it uh but from a very professional just just speaking on a professional level about ministry i'm just going to put it out there for you if you chose if you chose to pursue to pursue a profession in ministry, then I would encourage you to find a way to opt out sooner than later, because this is not something you choose. This is something to which you are called, and it will wear you out and it will wear you down if you're not called to it. If you cannot, in the midst of a hard day, And by the way, I tell people, do you like your job? Do you like your ministry? Most days are good, but not every day. And it would be hard to push through those days if this were not something to which I was called. So if you just chose because you think you might like to be in ministry, find something else you'd like to do. Because this is something to which you need to be called. Because this is all about people. We are in the people business. So I have two thoughts about that. The first is you got to be careful with people. Um, you know, everybody. And it's true here today. Uh, everybody's struggling with something. Everybody. There, and there are no exceptions to that. And I'll, I'll stand firm on that. Everybody's struggling with something, so you got to be careful with people. So when you get out there in ministry, I can assure you that the most difficult thing you'll ever deal with are personnel and people issues. And they, and they never stop. But you have to be careful with people. So I had, I had, I had lunch with a, a person last week. This person had been let go of their position. Man, they were broken. They were hurt. They were struggling. Uh, But managing. So, But here's the problem wasn't him, but he had a child that had a serious medical issue. And as soon as his short-term, very way too short-term, I thought, uh, you know, Salary ran out, so did his benefits. But if people had just been a little more careful to think through, there would probably a way to make sure the needs of that child would have been met in the midst of whatever decision they felt like they had to make. I'm just saying personnel issues are complicated. And they're multifaceted. And I learned the hard way. Be careful with people out there because everybody's got something and there's always an extenuating something if you can think through it and find it you can handle it with a way that honors the lord and blesses those people it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but you can find a way and take care of people take care of people in the church so uh, l- allow me to rant for a minute uh, but I'll start from a good perspective. Uh, so I was with a pastor last Sunday. I'm in a different church somewhere in Texas every Sunday. So every Sunday's different, every church is different, it's fascinating. I'll stop there. Uh, uh, so I, w- I was there, and I was so encouraged by the pastor who was before church out out greeting his people and after church at at, at a place where they could find him greeting his people. Now, I've been in hundreds of churches. I am shocked week after week, how many pastors are not actively engaging their people, how many church leaders are not actively engaging their people before church, after church, getting to know them. Friends, those are the easy wins. There's going to be enough hard places out there when you can get an easy win by shaking someone's hand. So a while back, this year, this year, I happened to have the opportunity to preach in the same church a couple of Sundays in a row. And that didn't happen very often, but I did. So I was doing my normal thing. I was out there shaking hands and greeting people. The next Sunday, I'm doing the same thing, and a lady comes up to me, and she says this to me. She called me pastor, and I'm like, I'm not the pastor. I'm just preaching. Uh, But she said, Pastor, you're the first pastor who has shaken my hand in over 20 years. It's not that hard to actively engage your people. Take care of them and the way you can take care of your people is by knowing your people and whatever facet of ministry God takes you it's about people now we have said this joke for years normally we say it as a joke sometimes we mean it the ministry would be great if it weren't for the people I've said that a few times joking. Yeah, it'd be great if it weren't for the people. Sometimes I've meant it. It would really be great if it weren't for the people. But it's about people. And if you're in ministry, do people right. Take care of them and be careful with them. In a professional ministry position, it's about people. Get to know them, care for them, be careful with them kind of a golden rule thing in there. I kind of want people to know me, take care of me. I'd love for more people to be careful with me. You know, I've gotten in trouble in these last 11 years for being nice to somebody people didn't want me to be nice to. And That's a sad truth. So, professionally speaking, just take care of people. Practically speaking, Stand firm, speak truth, but be gracious and loving. And then, personally speaking, um, if I could, I'm not going to ever write a book. I'm not a writer. For those of you who write books, man, you're my heroes, Dr. Still, God bless you, Dr. Garland back there, you know, i got a stack of his books like this. Thank you for doing that. For those of you who write books, thank you. And if I've, you've written a book and I didn't call your name, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, send it to me and I'll put a picture and post it on Facebook and, <laughs> and, and tell people how proud I am to have it. So I will do all that. Uh, all that to say, uh, if I were to ever write a book, I have a title. And The title of my book is Life in the Balance because I think the word balance is the key to successful ministry. Uh, For example, you need to learn to balance church and home. Balance home and church. Let me give you two examples. If we had time today, I could put you all on a bus and I could drive you to the home of a pastor friend of mine Who lost his family because he spent too much time at his church we could do that today now we're not going to so keep seated but you know what else we could do i could put you on a bus and i could drive you to the home of a pastor friend of mine who lost his church because he spent way too much time at home with his family those extremes don't have to exist. There's a place to be balanced out there with your home and with your church. Your home and your ministry, whatever that is, if it's not in the local church. But you find that balanced place. But it's not just home and not just church. It's not just ministry and it's not just home. It is your ministry setting. It is your community You have to balance being a part of the community, being at home, being at church, but you can't do church and home without existing in your ministry setting and being a part of that community. Engage with the people in your church, the people in your ministry. They will celebrate the fact that you are a part of the community and you know people who are not in the church. If you don't know people who are not a part of your church, balance all of that um so again i can put you on a bus and some of our staff have heard me tell this story i need to get a bus <laughs> it just occurred to me i need to get a bus that may be what i do in retirement uh, just, just go around and pick up a group of folks and take them and show them these examples so but there's a there's a there's a town it's less than two hours from here and uh, It's a one high school town, and the the school colors are purple and white. Okay? Purple and white school colors. They built a brand new football stadium. And in that football stadium, all the seats are purple. Except one. One seat in the middle on the 50-yard line in the middle of the stadium, the best seat in the house, it's red. Now, why in the world? Would a high school like that whose school colors are purple and white put a, the best seat in the house and make it red? Because for 40 years, the pastor of the First Baptist Church was at everything in that community, and every day he wore red socks. And the, it wasn't the church. It was the community that honored him. You have to balance all that out. You've got to balance out your spiritual life, but don't forget your physical well-being and don't forget your relationships. Don't forget your financial well-being. You know that in the past three years, almost three years, Dr. Loftus would know the numbers better than me, but I think it's fairly well over a thousand pastors we at the Baptist Young Convention have helped in the midst of financial tr- stress and trouble. And not always. Some of it are emergency issues. But a lot of it is because they didn't manage well their financial place. But you got to balance spiritual things and physical things and financial things and relationship things. If I could write a book... Here's your title, write this book. You could give me credit on the back page, I'd love it. If you don't, I won't sue you. But write a book, Life in the Balance, because personally speaking, being successful in ministry, managing well the household of faith, has a whole lot to do with staying balanced. Haven't we heard our whole lives that the way to be healthy is to eat a balanced diet? I think maybe one of the ways, maybe the the way to be healthy in ministry is to live a balanced life. So there's my little talk. Personally speaking, keep things balanced. Professionally speaking, take good care of people. Practically speaking, guard your faith, your doctrine, your biblical principles, but do so with wonderful grace and love. You know, I have been in ministry 42 years, some of you longer than that, some of you not as long. Most days are good, but not every day. And there's a whole lot of days I could have made better if I had done more of what I've just told you to do I've learned a lot of things the hard way I'm not through learning but I think I'm better than I used to be God bless you I love you I guess I, I don't know how y'all quit but I'm finished um, <laughs> so can I just pray for us I mean y'all guess you're gonna sing something else then I'm, I'm finished thank you